What's up, guys? You're listening to the Apex Formula Podcast, a podcast where we take a dive into what it really means to drive a car. My name is Dalton, and I'm here with co-hosts Chase and Avery. We are just three guys who love to spend time behind the wheel, and we hope to share that passion with you. If you're a car enthusiast who loves all aspects of cars, then stay tuned for more episodes. And we are live. Season three, episode one. <laughs> Here we are. Um, this season Every one. Every week is a new season. Mm-hmm. One episode per season. <laughs> Getting on a Netflix and has like 20 seasons. <laughs> so for, you're like, fuck. Just one episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this season one, episode three of the Apex Formula podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, we do have some fun stuff to talk about today. Um, before anything else, though, are you getting a new car or not? We'll see. Um, I don't know. It's probably going to be a little bit. Chase is going to buy uh, a Ferrari. Yes. Going to put a $5,000 down payment. <laughs> On a Ferrari. <laughs> get it for an hour. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can have the wheel. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make payments on it for about 36 40, years. 40 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to get down to like 300 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know when I'm getting a new car. Not really important either, but it is yeah. important. Important to us. Yeah. It better be something good. Better not be a. PT Cruiser or something. Mm, fuck, they handle nice though, according to Avery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you do get the turbo to one. Fuck. It's a, sounds like a fucking, sounds like the the SRT4 motor. Oh yeah, it does. It's weird. I'm just it like, sounds weirdly good, guys. Yeah. So don't get a PT Cruiser. Yeah, I hear it. I get pissed off. I'm like, fuck, you look too ugly for that sound. Yeah. You don't deserve it. Oh, and... um. I loaded my car last night, replaced, uh, I had blown shocks in the rear, like every clap BMW, uh, replaced them, put lowering, uh, lowering springs on, now she sits nice, and doesn't fucking bounce eight times when I go over a bump, (laughs) so that's the best part, just, it's normal, it's the way it should be. Decent amount more camber too, in the back. Yeah, when I lowered it, the rear's definitely... A lot, which uh, I was talking to Daly, and Daly was like, he said, by the way, you're you're gonna need to go get um, your fitment real or your uh, oh, your alignment done for sure. And I was like, I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind when I was just replacing my shocks. And I was like, oh yeah. And then I, when Chase and I were looking at it outside, I saw my camber, and I was like, the first time I realized, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> But Daly said he's like, just keep like, see if you can keep like two degrees of camber on there. Well, why would you need to get an alignment after replacing your? Sh- oh, I already planned on getting an alignment anyways. Why would you need to do it after, um, putting new shocks in, or? Well, because it changes your camber a shit ton. <clears throat> what you want your camber to be how it was before? You don't want oh, as I, much as it put on it. I don't want a shit ton, but I don't know degree wise how much I have right now. I don't know how much I had before. I probably only had a degree and a half before. Now it's probably two and a half to three degrees on the rear. I'm trying to go for like a full five all around. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I'm trying to get to like probably like daily said probably around two, two and a half degrees. Not too much. I don't want to wear out my tires, but I'm not gonna get it done until I get my new wheels. Um, so everything's fit and finish. Hell yeah. And then we'll be and then she'll be good to go. Yeah. She'll be a normal fucking good handling BMW like she should. Avery stands in a 300ZX. That's yeah, going to be sick. Slam <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's a waste of my of car. <laughs> Just on the front, though. Zero on the back. <laughs> I would rather take my car to a destruction yard than <laughs> do that to it. It's equivalent to me. Fuck. Depends on what you're going for, man. Yeah. It ain't that. Mm. <laughs> if I was, that. I'd just take... I'd, I'd get more... Like, think about the resale value, too. Like, I'm probably never going to sell this, at least for a while. Because I don't want to. But think of the resale value when they see your wheels fucking upside down. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? You just change it before you sell it. Oh, yeah. Of course, but... But honestly, I don't even know how to change my... I've never, like, looked into it. Like, I know there's ways to adjust your camber and fit and whatnot. Well, you can get little brackets. If you get, like, nice coilovers, a little bracket will usually come on top. Really? And you're able to adjust your camber. Shit. Which I thought they... That was on the coilovers that I bought, but... It wasn't? Mm-mm. Okay. I wonder how Tanner's coilovers are going to be. Probably not bad. I don't know how ECS is, but they're pretty popular. Well, what's the... The brand isn't ECS. That's where he bought them. The brand is something else, isn't it? I think they're ECS. Because that's what the box was. Yeah. So I'm guessing... I don't know. Let me text them. I mean, they have a lot of stuff in their brand. No, I don't ECS think that is made a, any sense. ECS is a very nice brand. I just didn't think he had ECS coil. Yeah, I don't know. I think he. Do they have them. cheaper stuff? Well, e- ECS tuning sells a shit ton. Like I bought my. Uh, yeah, I know they sell a shit ton. My H and R lowering springs yeah. off of ECS tuning, so I had ECS tuning tape on it and whatnot. Oh, okay. Um, but it still said H&R on it. I just would assume that they would put the brand on the outside of the box. I don't know. Because I thought you had some cheap ones. Cheaper? I figured, I figured ECS would be more expensive. I don't fucking know. Should have just got some like K2s or something. Like two grand. Yeah. It's fine. Easy. Alright, but our first topic today is um, what car... You guys would buy for five thousand dollars or under uh, in order to modify it the way you'd want. So it would be a good starter car, let's say for the the fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year olds that are listening. Well, so you got to think if if you're gonna spend five thousand dollars on a car, it's got to be a car that you're not gonna have to put a shitload of money into because I mean you only have five grand to spend on the car and then it's not like you're gonna spend 20 grand on aftermarket parts on that five thousand dollar car no you don't need to spend 20 grand no you can spend a thousand bucks that's just something you gotta think about if you're yeah don't buy a dump for five grand Mm. obviously don't buy a fucking pile of shit for five grand you know buy something that you can work off of um but Avery well, um, I guess it depends what you're going for. So first of all, 
if you're going for that camber shit, you should definitely get something that is not... If Like, if you pull up with an R34 GTR, fucking imported from Japan, mm-hmm. and then you make the wheels go upside down, <laughs> like that, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, get, no. Get something that there's a lot of... I mean, you can stance any car. We've yeah, talked about that before. I mean... But there's just a point. It's just, yeah. like, disrespectful in a way. Yeah. To me, it's like... Like, you shouldn't really stance... Like a skyline, you want to make that yeah. nice and. Well, it was wasn't it wasn't built to be stanced. It's cool when people stance like. I mean, no car is really, but I mean, definitely not a skyline. No, but you know, like stancing, like a you know, if you bought civic. like a yeah <laughs> Civic or like a you know a, 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 a bigger four door sedan. Even a Miata is kind of still messed up, but like yeah. sometimes it looks nice. Which I mean, a Civic you can make yeah, wait, that Tanner's, thing. Tanner's trying to call me right now. Hey, I'm in the I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. What's up? Oh, um, I need I need help with your car. <laughs> if you call me again and not say a word, I'm gonna kill you. I just said a word. All right, you need help with your car. I needed help, but it's it's fine if you're doing something. Well, I'll be there probably after this is done. Uh, about an hour. I'll, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably be at your house in just under an hour. Okay. All right, man. Later. All right. Later. Yes, Tanner is trying to work on his car right now, and he's probably running into many difficulties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, he was working, we were working on it for five hours yesterday, and we only got one done. <laughs> what did he freaking... They weren't working what on it. What did he strip yesterday. yesterday on his car? Um, I think it was some, I think it was... Tie a, rod, right? Tie rod end. Yeah. Yeah, but me and Ed were looking at it this morning, it wasn't even fully stripped. Ed fixed it. Oh my god, of course he did. <laughs> Ed fixed it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, Damn. Ed is Tanner's grandpa. He's a genius. He's an amazing welder. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, he's a smart dude. He, t- he teaches some shit, that's for sure. Hell yeah. But uh, he did tell me something today that I probably won't ever forget. He said, if a man made it, a man can fix it. <laughs> and he said, it's a lot harder to make something than it is to fix something. If a man made it, a man can fix it. Damn straight. Damn, Damn straight. And then you look at all these cars nowadays that are just made by robots. You're like, wait, fuck. You can still fix them. They're still designed by a man. I hate those like car companies that make it literally impossible to fix things. Oh. Like Lamborghini or like well, Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's, the yeah, that's different. Like but... engineering and, and mechanics in the sense that fucking... Like I'd see pictures of so, like so many things where you know there'd be a bolt that needs to be removed to fucking take something off. But, you know, let's say it's a, a two-inch bolt, and in order, you got to pull it all the way out. But there's something that's one inch away from the back of the bolt. Oh, yeah. So you couldn't even pull the bolt out. Now you have to pull out, you know, this thing that's blocking the bolt. But in order to pull out this thing, you got to pull out this thing. And in order to do <laughs> you that... you got to pull you out gotta, the engine. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know... And sometimes they'll use specific bolt patterns that are only... That they only have the tools for. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously... The more expensive manufacturers will use different tool sets, not just for that reason, um, many other reasons, I'm sure. But in the long run, it does, you know, when, oh, my car's broken, what do I do? I don't even have the tools to work on it. 
I have to go take it to the dealership, which just makes the manufacturer more money. Yup. Uh, but yeah. That's probably a big factor in why they do things like that. Oh, is yeah. to make money. Money, 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 money. Makes the world go round. Um, so, Avery, what would be your car? My car? For $5,000. Yeah, my car? And if you say 300ZX, <laughs> I'm going to have you pick another one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 300ZX. Avery did pick up his car for what? 3200 $3,500. $3,500, bucks, and it's been a great car. Oh, yeah. And it fucking handles like a god. Beautiful. Yeah. I love her. But what's another car if you had to spend another $5,000, uh, maybe not you specifically, but more generally, if you were going to build a car that would handle the way you like the handling of the 300ZX? Probably like a 240. 240? SX. Okay. Older one, obviously. Yeah, probably some type of Sylvia. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. But my question is, how nice of a 240 can you buy with five grand? Probably as nice of a 300ZX you could buy for. Is it going to need a lot of work? Is it going to be running? Yeah. Because how much is like a 240 shell just worth by itself? No, if it was like a fucking, if it was a mint 240, like straight from factory. I mean, $25,000. Easy. Yeah. So I don't know if you could buy a 240 with five grand, but let's say you buy a kind of beat up one. And then put some money into it. I mean, and yeah, do I guess the work yourself. It really just depends on what you're going for, you know. Yeah. If you want something that you don't give a shit about, then you could just get something that's like you know cheap, and then just rice the fuck out of it. Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. Is like you're gonna pick the car based on what you want to do with it. Yeah. So like, like if yeah. if you only have five thousand dollars, but you need a car to get to the other side of, other side of the state because you have to go to college, you know, you're not gonna <laughs> get some little rice rocket that's gonna break down. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to do that. Like it just depends on. Yeah, it depends on what you need to do. Yeah. But yeah, for me. For us, what we do, but, we're just driving around town. So yeah. If they're, if they're sixteen, obviously they're going to school. Probably got a part time job. Mm-hmm. Let's say they got five grand in the back pocket. What the hell are you going to tell them to buy? I'm, I know I would tell them to buy something, and they'd spend it on alcohol, jewelry. Okay, but seriously. <laughs> jewelry. Um, but yeah, probably, I don't know. It's too hard. I'd have to look at a group of cars. There's too many cars for me. Just to name a good that. one. I mean, I guess a Miata. Miata, that'd be a good one. If you're If you're wanting just drivability, and you're not really chasing speed or anything which you can upgrade a miata to be somewhat fast i mean just put 200 horsepower into the hood and this thing's quick as fuck yeah because yeah, they're, they're so fucking light yeah so um no miata would be a great car and you can find them for pretty cheap but they are actually going up in value right now because uh, oh, no. they're getting harder to find slowly and slowly and a lot of the ones you do find are just piles of shit they're either they're either piles of shit or they're fucking perfect Ones that you buy for fun five hundred dollars that missing a hood and a top. <laughs> oh yeah, like somebody I know, Mr. Kyle McLean. He has two Miatas now, but yeah, I, I hope that when he's done with them, they're gonna be pretty badass. But no, a Miata would be a pretty good car if you're wanting something just to have fun in. Mm. Um, it's good for everything. And he could probably find a decent one for five grand. Yeah, and it's easy to work on. Shit ton of room in the engine bay. I mean, you just got a little inline four. So yeah, that'd be so fun to have a Miata. Oh yeah, it'd be great, fun car to work on. Chase, three fifty Z would be good mm-hmm. for five Gs. Yeah, yeah. If you could find one in good condition. Yeah. If you could find one that runs well, whatnot. But I know those V sixes can be kind of a 
I mean, I don't really know, but I know that they can be kind of a pain to work on sometimes. Um, Engine-wise. That's what shops are for. Facts. <laughs> that's why I just make other people do much. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, don't dive, don't dive into a project if you don't think you can finish it. Yeah. If you don't think you can do something, but you want to try, then yeah, you can go ahead and try, but, but don't be trying shit on your daily. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> don't also act like you know what the fuck you're doing and then yeah. like take your fender off and not be able to put it back on. <laughs> take your fender off. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, it's only two bolts. I can't do this, dude. But there's a lot of fucking wiggle room when putting fenders on. You can put it on all wrong, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do a shit ton of work to my car. I mean, I replaced my shocks and my springs yesterday, but, you know, when I needed my my brakes done, you know, I was working full-time. I didn't really feel like doing it. I could have, but I didn't feel like doing it, so I, you know, shut out the money to get it done and half of the other shit on my car, but um, I think it's important to at least do a little bit of work on your car, whether it's just an oil change or whatnot, but yeah. it was fun. I had a good time. It's also a little different when you have German cars. Yeah, German cars are a pain in the ass. So, which I bought my car for $6,000. And I love my car, but it has a lot of miles on it. So everything's kind of just starting to go out. And I got to pay for all that shit to get replaced or I got to do it myself. And a lot of the shit, you know, it would take me days to do it because I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. Nor do I have the tools to do it. So, you know, that's where I got to shell out. And it's the daily, so. Yeah. <laughs> I only have the weekend. Yeah the weekend that's about it and, and that's if i don't have anything planned for the weekend or else i'm going to work on three wheels <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so if it's a pro I, that's why i want a project car when i get to that point where i can afford one so it's something i can just take my time at work on yeah and i'm not like oh i need to get it done by this this and this time yeah um, i can kind of just learn on the go not have to worry about it at all but that would be super nice though having a project car no hurry to get it done oh yeah but that's often why people don't ever get them done. It's because there's nothing pushing them to get them done. Um, and that's why you kind of have to find the fine line between needing to get something done in your car versus wanting to get something done. I think I found car. the best, the most efficient way to go about that. What? So you would have, you would buy a car, right? Which you could drive every day, but you could also potentially want to have a project car, like your BMW, for example. Yeah. Like my car, for example, you know, it could potentially be a project car, but it is mostly a daily car. So then you would buy a project car to be a daily car and then you keep the project car and then you build a project car over time. And then eventually that would become your daily, which then your current daily <laughs> would become your project car. If you guys followed that, you're a genius. <laughs> That's how you fucking do it right there. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Makes sense. Though. I always wanted to buy like a five hundred dollar Honda Civic, <laughs> just, just fucking hell yeah. Yeah, like I want to like cut vents in the hood, give it a fucking fender, oh, like a no. like a fucking exhaust coming out of the fender, fucking like, jump it in the orchard. Oh shit. yeah, dude. I want I want to yeah. beat the shit out of that thing. I want to slam it. I want to jack it up. I want to do all kinds of shit to it. Fucking five hundred bucks for that much fun, dude. So where are you gonna up. go wrong? Oh, break the fucking clutch. Oh, you can probably change it in three hours because it's literally six bolts. <laughs> I mean, actually, the the transmission on Hondas is like, like you literally have to pull out the whole fucking engine. Yeah, because it's the the engine is um, it's horizontal in the engine bay. What's the word for it? Horizontally opposed. No, that's piston <laughs> arrangement. Yeah, it should be 
can't think of it, but you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. But and it's also front wheel drive, so yeah. there's no there's no power even going to the rear, so mm-hmm. everything's just up front. Helps you dive into the corners. Um, but me personally, for five thousand dollars, a car that I would buy. Um, handling wise, I love the way my my BMW handles. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, but, we know them. <laughs> but um, you know, if you find one that for five thousand dollars, you're gonna have to buy one with probably over one hundred fifty thousand miles. Um, maybe not, but probably. Um, and right around that mark, in the two hundred thousand mile mark you're going to run into a lot of issues. Shit's going to start going out. Like, you know, my ignition and my starter just went out all of a sudden and I had to go get it fixed and whatnot. And, you know, my valve cover gaskets, my rear shocks, window regulators, and, you know, this is all stuff that you got to replace because, you know, it's an older car. Um, but it's a great car. And the the powerhouse, the engine of it is probably the best part about it because I've never had a problem with my engine. The engine and the handling. Yeah, so um, it has a great chassis, and it's hard to find. You can, I mean, you can slap coilovers, you can slap anything on a car, but you can never change the actual chassis of it. And it's hard to actually find a car with a good chassis um, that can actually handle. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you got five grand, do some research, um, find out what's on the market. Like Chase said, three fifty Z is a great car. Three hundred ZX is a great car. Um, but if I had to pick something other than my BMW, hmm, for handling five grand, it's a difficult question. You can never go wrong with the Subaru, though. I'd prob I'd probably get something two seater, um, something two door. I'd probably get like a fucking um, Mustang. No, <laughs> no, it'd be something smaller. Miata. It wouldn't be a Miata. RX-7. What? I'm not going to be able to afford that for 5Gs. <laughs> oh, shitty one. Probably the same I wouldn't. Like. I don't know if I'd want a shitty rotary. It seems like not a lot of upkeep. Import, that's for sure. Um, I'd probably get, like, honestly, if I had five grand, I'd probably get, like, a Z3 or a Z4. That'd be kind of sick. Uh, because you can, with my generation, the Z4, you can buy, it has the same engine as mine. So you have 225 horsepower in this little car. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be probably super, handles really nice too. Yeah, it'd be it'd be super fun. There's little modifications you can do to make it handle better. Uh, little things you can do to give it some more power. Um, but yeah, that would be a, just a fun car. And you know, when you're 16, unless you want to ride, unless you want to ride five deep with your homies in your car, you know, you don't really need um, four doors. So Which I'm a I'm a sedan guy. So, yeah, so, so am I. I. Talking about that, so am I. <laughs> I probably wouldn't own a coupe unless it was like. I was in my 40s owning my little sports car. Yeah, I don't, I don't a coupe, um, but I, I, I just like the, I don't know, I like the sedans, the functionality, but small sedans, obviously. I mean, I drive a little three series. Yeah, I'm not driving around a five series or a seven series or something big. Yeah, I was at, I was at Tanner's this morning, and we were, we were working on my car, and his grandpa comes in, and, and starts. Like we were just talking about how I took the seats out and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And then um, he was like, "Yeah, what I say is, if if people want to ride with you, tell them to get to get their own car." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to ride? Yeah. Get your own damn car, bitch. 
I had to work for this one. Yeah, man. Fucking right, man. Well, I mean, not in that way. Just, like, because there's no seats, you know? Like, you put your back seats back in. No. You can't? Well, I could, but no. Well, no, no, you don't want to. <laughs> not going to. But you can. I could. But I just want to get something that flats it out and eventually cage. Cage it. Yeah, so that's uh, a big thing right there. And mm. The problem with caging a sedan is you kind of ruin the... Yeah. You can't really use your back seats, depending yeah. on how your cage is set up. I'm sure you, there's some cages out there where you could set them up where probably wouldn't, be, probably wouldn't be legal to ride back there because if you get in a wreck, you'd be going into a bar in the front of your face. <laughs> but, um... Fuck it, dude. Yeah, that definitely helps with the rigidity of your of your chassis. Um, if you, you know, directly put that um, scaffolding um, up hooked up to your frame or... Uh, chassis or whatnot, but yeah, I don't know if I'd ever do that to my car. It'd be a cool, it'd be a cool thought, but such a pain in the ass to do that type of stuff. Yeah, um, but if I was like racing, like GT racing it, obviously um, you want a roll cage for. Yeah, that's where my car is going. Really need a roll cage unless you're like hauling ass, pushing some power, where you need that. You need that safety. That yeah. extra, extra. Yeah. In some races, some races and some, you know, like, areas, I guess, would, um, like, you can't even race unless you have a roll cage. Yeah. Which that makes oh, really? Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess they have their certain rules for yeah. each class. And each class and Yeah. Just area. usually depends how, how fast your, the cars are in that class and whatnot. And vehicle safety laws. Yeah. Speaking of, like, weird racing rules in Formula One... I don't. You were telling me about it with the old F one cars. They had the piece of wood under yeah. the car. Um, and back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, where it had to be at a certain point. It couldn't. You you know more about it than I do. Yeah. So, so they they'd put this. I forgot exactly how thick the wood was to start with, but they'd put um, a thin piece of wood under the whole car, um, and they they used that wood to measure your downforce. Um, and if you, if you had, uh, like, let's say you scraped through all your wood, then you had too much downforce. Yeah. Um, so there was like, I think a certain point on the wood that it couldn't go past or yeah. else, or else you, you had would, too much downforce. Yeah. You had too much downforce. Um, I read that in a book called the anatomy of speed. That's dangerous. Um, just had friction starts fire. Gas tank. <laughs> fuck. Um, but yeah, so a lot of weird shit in racing, but cool shit. But on that topic, we'll jump into our next topic of um, what's one driving tip that whether, you know, you thought of it or you were told it or you read it somewhere, what's one driving tip, nothing crazy, but that yeah. you think everybody should know. Just I know exactly. Yeah, something simple. Yeah, I know exactly what the number one driving tip it should be. All right, you start first. Don't be fucking stupid <laughs> period uh, like facts you know like if you see somebody that's gonna pull out don't be like oh i better go in front of him <laughs> like why not just slow down for five seconds so then they're out of your way and then you can safely take off however fast you want you know but no people just want to be pieces of shit just don't there's no reason to do that because then people are just like you know they just look at you bad it's yeah. like, even if you're not even a bad person and you do that, people will look at you like a bad person. 
Yeah. So it's just like, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, I guess. And also, you could kill somebody. Yeah. Well, that so entails like being safe on the road, yeah, not safety. being stupid. Care about the safety of other people. That is the number one rule. Yeah. 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 You should not be on the road if you do not care about everybody else's safety before you're. You on. don't have to care about care about everyone. I don't give a fuck about. Oh well, yeah, not not on that <laughs> level. Yeah. Just don't put other people in danger if you're yeah. hauling ass. If you're at being six in the afternoon when everyone's getting off work and you're hauling ass past people and. Yeah, I mean it's. That's how you you're know, gonna fucking kill people or if you, yourself. If you're if you're driving on the road and you're you're creating more potential danger for yourself and for ones around you, um, then you you need to be the one with extra caution. Uh, of yourself and the ones around you since you are the one creating that danger mm. and anything that does happen will be your fault and you know if if you're if you're driving fast and and, and you make a mistake or like Avery said somebody pulls out in front of you anything or whatever even any there's anything. so many things that can happen that's not the driver's fault whatsoever yeah anything can happen and if somebody pulls out in front of you and you're doing 120 or 130 down the road and, and slow down and you know you if you t-bone them and you know somehow you make it but they don't and you killed you know a, a mother and her child you know you're gonna have to live with that for the rest of your life and you're gonna go to prison for manslaughter so mm-hmm. um stupid decisions can come real serious real quick and that's what you have to be, you know, careful about. And that is an important driving tip, even on the track. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, as there are no, as there are technically no rules like the road, um, that you're still um, thinking about your safety and the other drivers around you. This goes for you people who play Forza and keep ramming people around every goddamn corner. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. <laughs> Moral of the story: Don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just be Period. smart. It's not that hard. Be smart. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. Simple as that. And don't think everything like well, I know how good of a driver I am. You know? Like <laughs> I'm better than that. Yeah. All you guys know how to be smart. I'm stubborn. You guys are stubborn as well, so What? Oh, like I'm being stu- smart, like we wanna fucking drive fast everywhere <laughs> it's fun, but like Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stubborn like, but I would say I'm very cautious. Yeah. Like, you you guys know what's right and wrong. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's simple. You know, it's not hard. But, yeah, don't don't get don't get cocky because when you're when you're driving at speeds like that, you're fighting with fire. Yeah. Um, and if you're fighting with fire, you know, don't don't think, oh, you, I got it handled. I got it taken care of. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. even if you do it every day, I mean, road road conditions can change from one night to the next pothole a um, rock could appear yeah so be careful moral of the story be careful and if it doesn't feel right don't do it at all but chase you um better be a good one i think it's a pretty good one um <clears throat> oh, yeah. so very important um when you're going around a corner usually at faster speeds where it matters is like you can't be all jittery with the steering wheel you you want it to be as smooth as possible when you're going around the corner. So keeping your steering wheel is stiff, um, still as possible. Yeah, as still as um, possible. Yeah, so you Steady. don't. Steady. Yeah, because that helps with like the weight transfer. You don't want to be moving the steering wheel around and mm. then your ass end kicks out. Yeah. 
the only time the only time you're driving should be aggressive um, is when you're pushing the car past. It's when you're limits. running from the cops. Oh yeah, that too. When <laughs> right. you just stole it. Yeah. Um, oh. The only time you're driving should be aggressive is when you're pushing your car past the limit, um, because you know that's when you're gonna have to hold power slides. You're gonna have to retain traction as best as possible. You're gonna lose gain, lose traction. It's gonna whip you around, and you're trying to control the car because you're trying to push it past what it's made to do. Um, but if if you're not doing that, which most of you won't be then your driving should be smooth. The driving shouldn't be rough. Yeah, your driving should be very still, steady. Your throttle should be steady. Um, to add on to Chase's tip, um, there's a Formula One driver, he was Scottish, I forgot his name. Um, but he said, you know, if I go to push you um, super aggressively, you're going to fall over. But if I lay my hand on you and start to increase the amount of pressure I'm putting on you, you're gonna stand there and take it. You know, you're not gonna fall over. And he said, cars are the exact same way. Um, you know, if you surprise a car, if you're, um, if you're quick on your movements, if if you're not steady and still, um, then the car's gonna, you know, not exp not see it coming and it's gonna act out. Um, you kind of have to move your car and slowly, um, kind of almost show it where you're going it's a great tip um and keep it steady you know your tires um it's almost like um like a karate when they punch a piece of wood and it just snaps in half because it's aggressive it's brute force it's it's quick um but if they tried doing that with just applying force slowly um, you wouldn't be able to break the wood and your tires are the same way um you know if you go to snap your car into a certain direction you're gonna lose your traction real quick gonna eat shit man um but if you slowly um throw your car into a corner um you're gonna retain that traction because your tires will be able to hold on a lot better they'll actually do what they're supposed to do which is flex um, and keep that traction but another tip that that same guy said was um the exit of the corner is far more important than the entrance to a corner um, because the exit of a corner is how you set yourself up for the next entrance of a corner. Um, so if you think you went into a corner wrong, it's not too late to exit it correctly. Um, so focus less on the entrance of your corner. I feel like that's what people focus on a lot, which it's important. Um, but instead of seeing the entrance of the corner, see the, the apex and see the exit of the corner and then aim and shoot for the exit of the corner and the entrance of the corner will figure itself out. So that's always an important tip. And I just learned that the other day. And so I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I like it, but yeah, it's just, Makes it's sense. just, there's these little <laughs> tips from, you know, especially these F1 drivers that are just crazy good, but there's so many little tips, um, that, you know, you just wouldn't even think about. Because, you know, they've obviously been driving for so long and they're actually professionals who drive it for a living. And, you know, they're some of the best on the earth. F1 drivers, like, their weight is very strict because weighing a pound more than the other driver can lose you the race. 
Yeah, they it's actually, crazy. I was they watching. Have, they have to work out quite a bit. Yeah, and they have to watch their weight and super uh, strict. They do these. They do these workouts. I was watching a video of this guy doing a workout where he they had like a he was sitting in a seat like he was in a uh, F one car, um, but the the steering wheel was was weighted. And it had, was like resistance on had, it. It was super heavy, and it had a shit ton of resistance. And he was sitting there just trying, he was trying to crank it over. That's kind of sick. Um, and it was really hard. You can see him just clenching, trying to crank the steering wheel over. Um, so you know when you're doing 180 miles an hour and you're going around some of these corners, the amount of friction um, against your wheels, which is going to put a shit ton of uh, pressure um, into your steering rack. It, it's so hard to actually move your tires at that type of speed, especially with the downforce that you're getting. Well, if you haven't noticed, when you're driving down the road going 35, like your steering wheel, you can turn pretty easily, but when you're going down the freeway, your steering wheel is a lot stiffer. You have to push a lot harder to get it to turn. Yeah, and so you have to make that's the same idea. a lot smaller movements as well. Yeah. Because um, everything's drastically uh, enhanced. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Definitely, um, one thing I liked doing was reading books about high-performance driving. Um, I've read only two so far, but I've learned all kinds of tips from the both of them. Um, from both of them? From both of them, eh? <laughs> I know, she's crazy. But if you, if, you know, if you want to learn how to drive and you, know, you want to be safe and smart about it, you actually want to learn how the car works and how it should work and not just trying to create an adrenaline rush from yourself, um, then I would definitely recommend you know reading some books about it or or even watching watching some videos with about people who actually know what the hell they're talking about, um, and uh, yeah, and I wouldn't really say I know what the hell I'm talking about. I've just listened to a lot of people who have, um, and obviously I I drive myself and um, there's stuff I've learned just being behind the wheel and there's but there's so much more that I haven't learned yet. You can learn a lot of different stuff by driving different cars. Oh, so yeah. learning on your car, I mean, you're getting all this information, but going, like, it's different for every car a lot of the times. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, the the three cars that I would usually transition through when I was driving during the summer was my car, my grandparents' Honda S2000, and my dad's Corvette. Um, and all three, I would drive completely differently. Um Especially, you know, if I was, I always drove my car super hard because it was my car. Um, and, you know, if something happened to it, it's my fault. You also know how to drive it better than... Yeah, and I can drive it more comfortably because I drive it a lot more. Um, the Honda, I didn't like beating on it. Um, and I never really did because uh, it's not my car, my car to begin with. And I like to respect other people's stuff. But um, when I would take fucking uh the honda on the back rows and just kind of cruise through the corners and um yeah shit handled great um but i was always way more comfortable in my car um that, than that because i wasn't i've never had the chance to push the honda uh to a limit i've never had the chance to push a corvette to a limit because i didn't want to i didn't want i didn't want to push it to the limit because i had i had no interest in trying to find out because you know when you start getting to that limit is when shit starts getting hairy, hmm. um, and I've I've no interest of getting into a hairy situation in somebody else's vehicle. Yeah. So uh, you know I'll put I'll I've I'll find my limit of my car, and I have once or twice, um, 
scared the piss out of you. More the story, don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> but the the difference between the handling, between the Corvette, the Honda, and my car, the drivetrain, everything, it all plays a factor. Um, and that's what I loved about it is I got a little bit of taste of everything. Um, you know, I got a big, I got a taste of you know, big car, big engine, rear wheel drive, and then small car, small engine, rear wheel drive, and then medium sized car, um, good engine, all wheel drive. So medium car, medium engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it was great. I loved it. But yeah, go out and drive some cars. Go uh, if your dad's got a nice car in the garage, make sure. You know, when he's out of town, you take that shit out and you fucking drive it. <laughs> well, here in Yakima, I don't know if you've I'm noticed, we have a lot of car dealerships. So why don't you just go down Main Street and start test driving cars? Yeah, <laughs> start test driving. Yeah. You now, if you want a free car, you just go and test drive one and just never come back. <laughs> there you go. Um, just, just import it to Mexico or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. God, we should do that. What, go to Mexico? Or steal uh, a car and go to Mexico. Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, no, it'll be funny. Just like convince every car salesman at the dealerships that you really like that car and you think you're going to buy it. And then you just test drive it. Oh, it's like a brand new STI. <laughs> I went to, uh, I was with Will one time and he was like, we were, uh, it was when he had his Frontier, but he was like looking for a Cummins he wanted to buy. And we found like a first gen, like 12 valve Cummins at a dealership at Brown Boys. And they went for a test drive. And I don't know. I just had no interest of even going. Um, like, I was like, I don't want to fucking drive it. But Will had never driven, driven stick before. And he killed it like three times just trying to get out of the dealership. <laughs> but he told the guy that he told the guy that he knew how to drive stick. And I was like, this guy's such a fuck. But he asked me to go because he was like, well, if it's stick, I want you to drive it. And then I got there and I was like, I ain't driving it. <laughs> he's like, and then right in front of the salesman, he's like, yeah, I know how to drive stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I get here, I'm just hauling ass down, down First Street. I was like, holy shit, fucking wow! Diesels are diesel sound different. Diesels are crazy. Oh, yeah, baby. I was just driving uh, behind one on my way here. It's white, um, and just idling. There was a turbo whistle. Just oh, so sexy. And then when it, and then when it would spool, and they were just going slow, but I was just listening to listen doing it spool, and obviously I'm. I'm a lot more of a car guy than I am a truck guy, but um, I still like the sound of turbos, whether it's on a car or a truck. Dude, the power stroke sounds oh. and they let off. The diesel sounds so good. Diesel sounds so damn good. My dad's truck. Oh, oh my god. That one was nuts when I was driving that. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Your fucking grandpa. So, uh, we'll, story we'll, time. We'll be uh, bad influences real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, the summer. Went to Port Angeles to visit some of my family, Dalton and I. Um, but my my biological dad, he's got, I don't even know what year it is, but he's got a power stroke. Probably like a 2013, 2014. Yeah. So Dalton was driving that with my grandpa in the passenger seat. <laughs> and then I was on my dad's uh, KTM 500 EXT. And, and Port Angeles... In Port Angeles, if you haven't been there, it's a beautiful place. They got yeah. beautiful roads. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you're on logging roads. Oh, yeah. They're Those, little, they're like, like, one and a half lanes. Yeah, exactly. One and a half lanes just through the woods. Super, like, super sketchy because oh, they're yeah. so windy. Well, you can't see shit. Yeah. Because there's, there's trees lined up on every side, so you can't see through a corner like you sometimes can. 
every corner is blind. Yeah. You just got to trust that nobody's going to be there. Which I was on the dirt bike. And so I couldn't go too fast around those corners because they're on dirt bike tires. Yeah. You'll be fucked. Fucking. And the truck was pretty modified. I don't know exactly what your dad's done to it, but it's definitely tuned and whatnot. Oh yeah. It's got a big ass exhaust and it's fucking loud as shit, but hauls ass though. Yeah. There's a, there's a part where there's, there's a fat straightaway before all the corners and I was coming down the straightaway heading back towards that house and I see a little orange speck in my rear view mirror and Chase is coming up on me fast. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to haul ass cause I was with, you know, the grandpa, but I saw Chase coming up in my rear and I just gunned it and we're hauling at it something straight away and he's trying to catch up to me and then eventually I start slowly I think gradually pulling away from you because I started hitting yeah. like almost 100 miles an hour. Yeah. That well, away. that that dirt bike only goes up to like, I forgot what I got up to. Maybe a little bit above 100, but yeah. at like 60 to 80, the handlebars would shake really bad. <laughs> yeah. And so on that straightaway, yeah. I figured out that if I pull back on the handlebars, it'll keep it from wiggling. <laughs> so I got up to probably about 95. He's all fucking Just driving. Talking. He's like, yeah, <laughs> fucking shaking the handlebars. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Been. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I was just in the truck and the suspension and there's the straightaway was kind of bumpy, so it was just like <sighs> I was bouncing around doing like eighty in this huge truck. I was like, fuck. The grandpa's just holding on. Yeah. No oh shit handle. Oh, fuck. He just kept talking the whole time. Like when I was <laughs> hauling. It's like Avery. You're just like telling a story. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. It was fucking it was funny as fuck. Telling you about the bluff. <laughs> Telling you about times in Alaska. Yeah, man. The wild animals and whatnot. Maybe what you got to say about that? I got to say about that? Yeah. I swear to God, if you say Subaru, I'm going to fucking throw this table into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I got to say about that. You love trucks? Sell your truck, buy a car. Sell your truck, buy a car. <laughs> Need a haul something? Mazda Miata. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> oh, my. That's not what the fuck I'm saying at all, though. Fuck, that's what I'm saying. Bro. Oh, dude. I'm trying to be a cowboy. I'm going to be a cowboy now. Save, yeah, sell your truck, buy a horse. <laughs> be a real American. Yeah. Come on, Please. Man. Be a real man. Some of the houses around here um, that are obviously really fucking old they're still horse staples um but it'd be it's usually like a singular post um with like usually two or three o-rings on it mm-hmm. so you could fucking hook a horse up to it but it'll be like in front of the house about 10 to 15 feet away from like the front porch hey, you never know they could be using it for their kids I'll fucking tie you up here real quick <laughs> <laughs> they like do something stupid it's like midnight they time up out there put you put them on a leash oh you want dinner tonight no. Sorry about it. Don't get it. We were actually going outside to the post. Oh, wait. I did text Tanner earlier asking him. They're called Solo Works. Solo Works Coilovers. Oh. Solo Works Coilovers. Let's, uh, let's, see, let's see what they are. Yep, they look, they look just about like the ones... I think he had the, oh yeah, the S1 coilovers. S1, yeah, 500 bucks. 
Hell yeah, baby. 500 bucks. It's about how much I spend online. Get, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully these aren't the exact ones because you said these are for front-wheel drive cars. Oops. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, spend a little bit more than $500 on coilovers. Yes. Just so you have a little bit better ride. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't short out on coilovers. Don't buy some piece of shits. Trust me. I bought some Raceland ones for, I believe it was 500 bucks. Um good for the money but i mean i would like a better ride but yeah not to have it go out as quick as it did oh yeah for sure yeah for sure which i mean is probably because of the wreck yeah we did crash the car <laughs> i mean i did crash the car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no don't don't waste your money on some cheap coilovers because you're gonna put them on your car and you're all you're gonna do is just wish you got better ones mm. so when it comes to your suspension, don't short out. Get some nice shit. Get some good old stuff. But I think it is now time to end. Um, the end of season three. Season four starts <laughs> next week. Yes. Um, it's time to end. Um, we decided that we were probably going to start posting on Sundays. Because um, we record Saturdays. Um, and then we'll post them on Sundays. Um so yeah, keep your eye out for that. Um, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, go follow us on Instagram at Apex underscore Formula. I believe on the first episode I said it was at Apex Formula. There is an underscore between Apex and Formula. So go follow us, check it out. I try to post every day, um, a couple times a day if need be. Um, but I do post when we um, do release podcasts on there and a bunch of upcoming content and whatnot. So is it cool if I um, no. have them follow my OnlyFans? Oh, yeah, for sure. All yeah, right. If you want to look at Chase's nuts, uh, go follow his only fans. But, yeah, so we're definitely going to have a lot more content coming out soon. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and I know some of you guys are as well. So follow my Instagram, stay tuned, and I will see you guys next week. Later. See ya.